Next on BYU Sports Nation, the search for a new BYU football coach continues. Candidate number two, Kalani Sataki, headlines day 11. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, joins the program to discuss the perfect BYU staff. And oh, by the way, we'll talk about the bowl game featuring BYU in Utah. Yeah, there is that. Plus, West Coast Conference Player of the Week, Lexi Rydalch in Studio B after BYU's sixth consecutive win. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Tuesday, December 15th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Alligator Wrestling and Wrestler in Training, Jason Shepard. Hey, sometimes you've got to find any way to work out, and if that's the way I've got to go, that's what I'm going to do. If you haven't wrestled an alligator, <laughs> you have not lived. Here's the thing. Do you know the difference between an alligator and a crocodile? Mm, off the top of my head, no. I was hoping you would know, because I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was uh, really hoping you were going to be able to bigger? inform me. Aren't crocodiles bigger? I, I, yeah, we're being told the crocodiles have longer snouts. Honestly, all I know is if I see either one of them come in my direction, I'm hightailing it out of there. Yeah, this one's for chubs. Right? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good old hey, Happy Gilmore. I have a big reveal on the show today. Magic happens. That's right. Austin Collie hooked us up with Magic Happens t-shirts yesterday. He he traversed through the snow to the broadcast building. And dropped them off. So, one, thank you, Austin. If you want yours, I just tweeted out the information in my account at Spencer underscore Linton about how you can get your Magic Happens t-shirt. You know, if you're going to the game in Vegas, you know. You know you want you want. You this. have to be able to have that showing to every Ute fan that walks by. Where were you when 4th and 17 happened? I was right in front of it. You I were was, on the sidelines. I was on the sidelines standing next to Ben Bagley, our producer. <laughs> And the ball was caught literally five feet from me. Was Bryce McCain the defensive back? Yes, he was. Bryce McCain was playing on Monday Night Football last night for the Dolphins. I think he left injured early, which is not good. But how does that happen? <laughs> yeah. fourth. It's, it's Honestly, it's one of those where everybody knows what's going to happen. And the fact that it was completed fairly wide open is insane. Yeah, well, we asked Austin last week when he was on the show, what were you thinking when the ball was in the air? And he was like, no way. No way. How, how am I this open? And it happened. Okay, magic, magic happens. Magic happens. Hence Absolutely. the t-shirt. I was in the stands with my poor mom who does not like high-stress games. She's the person <laughs> that like, likes the Wagner game. She's like, oh, yeah, when it's 70 Just the guaranteed 70-point win. My poor mother, it's 10-9 to 9 in the fourth quarter, and it's fourth <laughs> and 17. And I'm looking at her going, I can't believe I dragged her to this game. She's never going to forgive me. And then that happened. Then magic happens. So you're welcome, Mom. You're welcome. Where were you, BYU Sports Nation, when magic happened? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. According to the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News, former BYU fullback Kalani Fafita Sataki will interview today for the BYU head coaching job. Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo was in Provo yesterday meeting with the BYU administration. Navy athletic director Chet Glatchuk said no decision will be made until Niamatololo arrives back in Annapolis. 
the plot thickens. They're going to try and sell him back to Navy? Probably. Yeah. I mean, they don't want to lose the winningest coach they've ever had in the program's history. They're going to do everything they they can to keep him without question. Basketball coach Dave Rose announced yesterday that sophomore guard Corey Calvert will transfer from the program. Calvert played in just five games this season for the Cougars. Former BYU linebacker Wani Unga collected three tackles in last night's New York Giants win over Bryce McCain and the Miami Dolphins. Also, former safety Craig Bills signed a contract yesterday with the Philadelphia Eagles. The NFL dream lives on for Craig Bills. Congratulations to Craig Bills. And women's basketball senior guard Lexi Rydalch, who will join the program today, by the way, was named the WCC Player of the Week. Rydalch led the Cougars to two wins over in-state opponents, Weber State and Utah. She averaged 27 points and collected seven and a half rebounds. Congratulations to Lexi. Are those numbers good, Jason? Those are very good. Also good? Rise and shout because it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football head coach watch day 11. Ken Niamatololo interviewed with the administration yesterday, an administration with a capital A. There were some high-profile people involved in that, understandably. This is one of the most visible jobs in all of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as the head coach at BYU. And from what we hear, you know, what we may have expected was like, well, is, is the offer going to happen? Are they going to announce it? Is it going to be this morning? Well, this, this is what his agent said to the Washington Post. Quote, this is Evan Beard. I suspect it will be a few days, but we shall see. It could happen in the next 10 minutes. But look, he's not going to make a hurried decision. End quote. That is, as fast as everybody wants this to happen, you can't rush decisions like that. You can't rush it on the BYU side. And certainly, if you're Ken Niamatololo, whether he's officially been offered the job or not, now we don't know that. We don't know if an official offer has been extended or if they were just talking and terms were kind of bandied about you know, with, without anything in writing. This is a big decision for Kenny, Coach Ken, to move his family from where they've been for almost 20 years and a program that he has built and put on the map. He's he's taken what Paul Johnson did and taken it to the next level. So this is not going to be an easy decision. And you know, Navy is going to want to do everything they can to try and convince him to stay. So whatever he talked with BYU about, they're like, all right, great. That's fantastic. We're happy for you. Now come back and we'll be able to sell you on what we can give you. Yeah. And this is what the athletic director, Chet Gladchuk said also, to the Washington Post. He was not going to make any decisions until he came back to Annapolis, speaking of Ken Niamatololo. So it's going to be at least another full day or so. I haven't heard a word at all, end quote. So you have his agent saying it could be 10 minutes, could take a while. The athletic director at Navy says it's going to be at least another full day. So at the earliest tomorrow, if Ken Niamatololo takes the BYU job, if he's even been offered the BYU job? You've got to think, yeah. I mean, you, it very well could happen today. As his agent said, you know, we're saying it could be another day or so. But these things could happen like that, and he could have a decision in 10 minutes. But I, I think realistic, especially with the news that we found out that BYU is going to interview another candidate today Mm. that you're probably not going to hear something on it today. Contestant number two, Kalani Sataki, come on down. Interview day, but is it in Provo or is it in Corvallis? Who knows? Conflicting reports there. Gary Anderson, the head coach at 
Oregon State said that Kalani was going to be in meetings this morning, but we have heard that he is in Provo. Uh, I don't know where it's going to happen, but I am sure that it, it is going to happen somewhere. They're going to talk to him. I don't know. I, I don't know what what's going to take place specifically. Is it going to be the same thing they did with Kenny Amatololo? Maybe. I don't know. But here's what Gary Anderson told the Oregonian yesterday. Quote, in my opinion, if BYU wants Kalani, they will have to come get him and make it a special deal. End quote. See, this is what, and I asked you this earlier. I'm not sure how to take that quote. Because I think the quote from Gary can be taken one of two ways. Either it's going to take something special to lure Kalani away, meaning Kalani's not just going to take anything. You can interpret it that way, that it would take a special deal for him to want to leave. The other you could look at it is it's going to, take, it's going to have to take something special for me to let him go. Mm-hmm. You would imagine that after one year, I mean, Gary... Wanted Kalani on his staff. Absolutely. It's, it's only been a year. But you cannot. And, and again, I don't know if that's how Gary meant it. So I don't want to put words in his mouth if that's not the way he intended the comment to come out. But certainly you would not begrudge anybody, especially you're talking about from a coordinator to a head coach, let alone the head coach at his alma mater. Certainly you would not begrudge anybody taking that job if it were offered. There are some people that are saying, well, why can't BYU have both Ken Niamatololo and Kalani Sataki as the defensive coordinator? Well, consider this, our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Kalani Sataki is the 27th highest paid assistant at a public college, $730,000 per year and change. That's some decent coin. So, BYU, to get Kalani to be an assistant, would have to fork over some, some good change, I would think. I don't know that he would come as a defensive coordinator <laughs> without some sort of healthy salary, and that is not the pro of coming to BYU. You're not going to get rich coaching football at BYU. That's one of the interesting aspects of all of this that gets talked about, but maybe not as much as it probably needs to, is whoever the head coach is, whether it's Kenny Amatololo, whether it's Kalani Sataki, who knows, whether it's Kyle Whittingham, one of the things they're going to want to know is how much can you pay my assistance? And so let's say for the sake of argument, Ken wants... Ken is the guy that's going to get the head coaching job, and he wants Kalani Sataki's defensive coordinator. Yes, I know what you can pay me, but what can you pay my assistants to be able to get somebody the caliber of Kalani Sataki? Yeah, that's the thing. And you know what? Let's just throw all of it out the window right now. Wages, logistics. Logic. Let's just have some fun right now. Our Twitter question today, Jason, do the honors. All right. What would be your perfect... BYU coaching staff. Again, don't get caught up on, well, does BYU have enough money to do? Just what is your perfect BYU coaching staff? First tweet in from at David Fiso. Kyle Whittingham, head coach. Steve Sarkeesian, offensive coordinator. Kalani Sataki, defensive coordinator. Jason, that sounds a lot like what you and I would do. That is exactly 
what I would do. And and I decided to go not too pie in the sky because I very easily could have gone the Andy Reid route. You're a Chiefs fan. But then he, then he takes away the fact that he's won seven in a row for my Chiefs right now. But I decided to be somewhat realistic, <laughs> and I went Kyle Whittingham as the head coach, okay. Steve Sarkeesian as offensive coordinator, which I think would be a fantastic hire. That That could be a perfect marriage redemption second chance yes and and it, you could as you mentioned the redemption steve sarkeesian could build back his reputation knowing that it wouldn't be a long term thing here for a couple of years I don't know, get Tanner the Heisman and, <laughs> and then go walk off into the sunset and go get a, a high, uh, head coaching job again, which he's going to get eventually. He's yes. got to. And then Kalani Sataki would be my defensive coordinator. So Kyle Whittingham, head coach, Steve Sarkeesian leading the offense, and Kalani Sataki coming back home to be the defensive coordinator. Listen, all you need is like a $5 million payroll for those three, and That's you're all it. set. You're all set. Just hike up tithing to like nine. Okay, would you add anybody or else 11? specifically? I'm not going to ask you to go through the whole list of coaches. Like, like it's mainly the, the three, the head coach, the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator. But would you throw any other names in there at specific position groups? Yes, I would. I would throw uh, Mr. Ty Detmer <laughs> okay. as my quarterback's coach. Okay. I, I'm gonna, I, I want Ty Detmer on this staff in some capacity. His wealth of knowledge. I don't know if you saw this over the weekend, but there was a thing on the the uh, the Detmer family. Yes, on Brett Favre. Well, yes, yeah, and Brett, and just watching him interact with Brett Favre on the sideline, I thought, how could you not try and tap into that type of knowledge? He played fourteen. Speaking of Detmer, fourteen years in the NFL. Yeah, mostly as a backup. But you almost you ask almost every head coach he played for, they looked at him as a coach on the field with them. Certainly, Michael Vick said the same thing about him. I learned more about football and the quarterback position yes. from Ty Detmer than I did from anybody else. So yeah, he would be my quarterbacks coach. At L underscore Moss underscore Micah says my perfect BYU coaching staff is Coach Ken Niamatololo as the head guy. Kalani Sataki, defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian, quarterbacks coach, John Beck, running backs coach, Luke Staley. Okay, I don't think a few of those are ever going to happen. Ever. Okay. I won't point fingers or point out specifics, but I just, I don't know. For me, I'm the same as you. Kyle Whittingham, head coach, offense coordinator, Kalani, or Steve Sarkeesian, defensive coordinator, Kalani Sataki, but I want my quarterbacks coach to be Jason Beck. Come back, Jason. He was awesome. Talk about a guy that worked with the backup quarterbacks and helped BYU excel. Yeah. It hurt to lose him. Ah. Up next, Blaine Fowler. He's a quarterback. And who is his perfect coaching staff for BYU? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation will be broadcasting live from Las Vegas beginning tomorrow. You guys uh-huh. are actually heading out after the show, driving down to uh, to sunny Sin City. The show will originate from the Hard Rock Hotel Wednesday through Friday, and then there'll be a special edition on Saturday at noon Eastern from Sam Boyd Stadium before the Las Vegas Bowl. I've never heard it referred to as sunny Sin City. Sure, why not? But it sounds fabulous. 50 degrees sounds like just tropical paradise right Yeah, now. compared to what we're dealing with outside, that's, uh, that's heaven right now. Our Twitter question today, what would be your perfect BYU coaching staff? At Rustin Craig says, head coach, 
Ken Niamatololo, defensive coordinator, Kalani Sataki, offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. That seems to be the consensus basically from like 80% of the tweets that we have received today. What do you, what percentage would you put on that actually happening? Four. Four. (laughs) There's a shot. I mean, there's always a shot, right? I'm going to go with, I'm going to say 25%. Okay. Well, that high? 25, yeah. I, I, I'm literally pulling numbers out of the air. I'm trying to make myself feel better. <laughs> four just wasn't cutting it. No, four was too depressing. Okay. Okay. Let's uh, lighten the mood a little bit and bring in our first guest of the day. Blaine Fowler joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, BYU National Champion quarterback, dual threat analyst in college football and basketball. Blaine, welcome back to the show, my friend. What's up, guys? I, I miss you guys. We miss you. Where are you at right now? I'm in Santa Fe. Why are you in Santa Fe? Well, I had a game Saturday night for ESPN in Albuquerque in the pit. I had uh, Northern Iowa, very good program, by the way, against New Mexico. And then I had another game Wednesday in Albuquerque. And it's just been crazy. You know, when football and basketball are crossing over for me, it's like six games a week kind of stuff. So um, Brenda said, why don't we just stay down there? And we have a buddy that is the general manager of the El Dorado Hotel, which is one of the nicest hotels in Santa Fe. So we finished up. We went to church in Albuquerque on Sunday. We drove up to Santa Fe. We're chilling for a couple of days. We drive back down tomorrow. I do the game. And then we come home and get ready for the basketball game Friday night in Provo and the pre- and post-game show for the bowl game on Saturday. <laughs> so you're just taking it easy then. <laughs> I'm just, but here's what's funny. I, I was going to come up here and not work. Oh, my goodness. That just never happens. I was sitting at my desk here in the hotel for two hours last night. It's a joke. Boo. Work never stops. That's the problem. Blaine Fowler is a hardworking man and taking time with us on BYU Sports Nation. We've been having a little fun today with our perfect BYU coaching staff projections, Blaine. Again, you can throw some logic out the window. Just kind of go with if I were to say, okay, put together your perfect BYU coaching staff right now with the available candidates out there, who would you have? Well, I, I like the one that you guys have been talking about. I mean, holy cow. I know this is not realistic, but why not Sarkeesian? But can we add to that? So I want Kalani as a D coordinator. I want Sark as the O coordinator. I, want, I think Ken would be fantastic as the face of the program. And why don't we just bring Ty Detmer in as a quarterback coach while we're at it? That's what I said. Can, Let's just bring him can in. I have Ch- can I have Chad Lewis as my tight end? Sure. Coach? Yes. Can I have that? So I want him there. I mean, is this, if we're not talking in reality, I, there's some great folks I want in here. But <laughs> if, if, if we're really going non-reality, then why don't I bring my boy Andy Reid back as the head coach? Jason Shepard mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I decided not to take him away from my Chiefs right now since we're on a seven-game winning streak. Uh, but beyond I, I that, I love that it. I that because I know Shep is loving the Chiefs. He always has <laughs> loved the Chiefs. Uh, but, but, I mean, if we're going to do that, can you imagine Andy Reid sitting in the home of a recruit? Uh, yes, hey, listen, please. I, I came back to BYU because this is where I want to be. And, you know, I, I, I've coached NFC championship teams, and we've got the Chiefs on a great run right now. I know what it takes to get you to the NFL better than anybody else that could recruit you right now. And you need to be here. What, okay, I'll come. Yeah, where do I <laughs> sign, please? You want to be a yeah, walk-on? Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, although – and I know that that was not realistic, you know. And, and, and I think Daryl Bevel. So if we brought Andy in, and why don't we? Why don't we get Bevel to be the offensive coordinator while we're at it? I need my blue you know? goggles to soak all of this. <laughs> yeah, up. you may need the big ones. Crazy. If we're Woo. going crazy, let's really go crazy. But but we know that those two are 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 way out there. They're 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 too um, they're too fixed in the National Football League, and, and that's a hard change to make. We've seen some guys 
go from college to the pros, but to go from the pros back to college, I don't know that a lot of those guys really want to get back involved in the recruiting game again. They don't have to deal with that. They can just deal with football. And so that that's a stretch. Your other one's a stretch too, but not as big a stretch, you know, to get that group group together. Uh, the very first day that the coaching search started, I was talking to Tom Homo and I said, hey, here's all I want. I want Ken and Kalani. How about that? <laughs> Tom, said, <laughs> Tom said, boy, you, you don't ask for much, do you? And I go, just, get, just get it done, man. That's all I'm asking. Hey, just it all it sounds done. good. It all sounds good with the blue goggles on, but let me take these off for a second, Blaine, and uh, pull in the reality. Now, Ken Niamatololo, as a potential head coaching candidate, is something that could happen. You said that you'd love to have him as the face of the program. What would make him the right guy for BYU? He'd just have to want to be here um, and be all in. And I I think if he he does take this job, that's going to be the case. The the hard thing I'm having to wrap my head around is why why would he want it? I don't know if anybody's really talked about that. I I think about the situation that he's in. If he stays – they're probably going to name the stadium after him back there. And he, and he has no pressure. I mean, there's pressure because they want to win, but he's got that thing dialed in. They're, they're going to win seven, eight, nine, ten games every year that he's there. He knows exactly what he's doing. It's dialed in. They love him there. Um, he can do no wrong. And the, and the bottom line is if he stays till he retires there, it's probably going to be Ken Niamatololo Stadium. So, so that's what he's given up. He's given up the known to come out here. That would be hard for me to do. If I were him, it would be really hard for me to do. And, and he likely has enough leverage. So I, I mentioned to you guys Saturday night, I did the Northern Iowa-New um, uh, Mexico game. Well, Northern Iowa's basketball coach has been just phenomenal. Um, you know, he, they've beaten two number ones in the last three years. Um, they're upset of Kansas. They beat North Carolina this year. And they, they, uh, um, they finally went to him, and he's been there 10 years, the winningest coach of all time there. And they just said, listen, we want to lock you up for the next 10 years. So he's going to do a 10-year contract, he's well-paid, and he doesn't have an out clause. If he leaves, he's, whoever takes him has to pay the full value of that contract. So he's not going anywhere. They locked him down. Why would Navy not do that for Ken? So, so I'm just I'm – what I'm saying is, is I'm not sure why he would want to leave, and I know that Navy does not want him to leave. And so that's the thing I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around, not whether or not he would be fantastic here, because I think – We've already seen him as a visible face of a program and as a recruiter and as a – I mean, he is, he is a 10 in every aspect of the word. I just don't know how BYU convinces to become unless he feels so compelled because of the, the draw from the church and unless he feels like it's a calling. I don't, I don't know why he would come. Well, let's look at what most people believe to be the the alternative, and that's Kalani Sataki. There are a lot of reports coming out over the last you know twenty four hours saying that Kalani Sataki is interviewing with BYU today for the job. Make the case for why Kalani Sataki should be the guy taking over. So well, I, now, for if, if we're using the same, I'm not saying that Ken shouldn't be the guy. I'm saying it's going to be hard to convince him to be the sure, guy. That's sure, sure. That's what I'm saying about that. And and Ken's advantage is that. He's been a head coach. He knows how to run a program. He knows how to. He knows all that. Kalani hasn't done all that. But Kalani's advantage is he played here. This is where he wants to be. When he got in coaching, I think his his mindset was, "Wow, wouldn't it be fantastic if my coaching career took me and elevated me to the point where I could come back home and be the guy here?" And the huge advantage he brings to BYU is 
he is well known as, if not the best, one of the best recruiters in the Western United States of college athletes, period. And he's recruited against Pac, you know, Pac-12 schools when he wasn't in the Pac-12 and gotten big-time talent. He's taken lots of kids from BYU. Uh, now in the Pac-12, he's, he's recruited and competed um, at Oregon State to take some big-name recruits away from Oregon and away from Washington and away from, from Cal and those schools. So he's a very big-time uh, proven commodity in recruiting. And what's more important for a head coach than recruiting? To me, it is the number one job of a head coach. Yeah, he's got to set the direction of the program. Um, you know, does he need to be a great excess in those guys? He needs to know enough to coordinate what the coaches are doing, but he can hire a great offensive coordinator and a great defensive coordinator. To me, it comes down to talent, and if you're a fantastic recruiter, then you're going to load things up and you will compete if you have the right assistance. That, that's what he brings and I think he genuinely wants to be here. So my feeling is if, if if BYU can't get Ken, so if the things that we talked about with Ken are just too much to overcome, which they may be, and, and they want Kalani, I think Kalani will come just because this is where he's always wanted to be. Blaine, how much weight do you think the fact that he's a BYU guy carries? How much weight do you think it, it carries right now, and how much should it carry in this decision? Well, I, it's a hard thing because you have you have these two lines of thinking. One is, are you actually a BYU guy? So did you go to school there? Do you have a coaching history there? Well, well Bronco didn't have any of that. Um, and, and so I don't know that you necessarily have to do that. Ken's tie is not that he played. You know, Ken played at Hawaii. You know, and he, and he coached at UNLV, and he's been at Navy, um, among other places. But, but his tie, there's always that tie to the LDS church. Um, and so... You know, there's Ken's tie, and, and to me, that's enough of a tie. Um, as, as long as there's there's a commitment to the university and there's a reason to be there, and, and frankly, that's the only reason I can think why Ken would come. I mean, am I am I out of my mind for thinking that? Does he have an unbelievable situation back there? Oh, absolutely. Um, He's ten and two. They're ranked. Yeah. So so when I hear when I hear they're going after him, I'm thinking fantastic. He's an unbelievable individual. I think he would be really really good at it. But I keep saying to myself, but why would he want to come? I think it's going to be a hard sale to him unless he feels compelled by his church ties. And that, those church ties are enough to tie him to BYU. For Kalani, he's overwhelmingly tied to BYU um, because he's just got history here. This is where he played. Um, his dad told me a story um, that I was like, oh, man, I, I already like Kalani. This makes me like him even more. It was a game in Provo, and it was against Utah. And after the game, there was a couple of Utah players that were – like kind of stomping on the Y emblem in the middle of the field. And Kalani went over to him and, and kind of pulled him off and said, hey, first of all, we respect all of our opponents. Secondly, that is my alma mater. You don't stomp on the emblem of my alma mater. Get off of there. Ooh, and so nice. even, though he, even though he was at the U and, and loyal, loyal, loyal to the university, he still respects the ties of where he was brought up and, and, uh, and where he played. And I thought, wow, I already like Kalani. But that is, and that's a story that Tom, his dad, told me. Um, and I thought, oh man, that you know what? He could come back here if he if he feels that way. If he still has that tremendous respect and love for where he played, he'd be a great fit here. BYU TV dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's incredible to me, Blaine, that BYU Utah and the Vegas Bowl is the secondary headline right now. But it is because of the head coaching search. So speaking of the game, which happens in four days, 
What kind of BYU team do you expect to show up given the fluctuating situation with all the coaching changes? You know, I think it's really good that it's BYU and Utah because I, I do believe that, that Utah coming in a little bit wounded without their number one weapon would be a little bit down, and they wanted to be in a bigger bowl than that. BYU coming in with all of the distractions of the coaches leaving and the entire offensive staff, staff would come in a little bit flat. But because it's BYU-Utah, I don't think we'll see any of that at all. I, I think there'll be, this game will be played with an unbelievable amount of passion and energy. It'll be as if there wasn't even a coaching change for BYU, and it will, for Utah it will be as if Booker's playing. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad it's BYU-Utah because I think otherwise these two teams would come in here with some problems in the back of their minds that would affect the way they play. I think all of this is going to have zero impact simply because it's BYU-Utah. Blaine, great stuff. You can hear Blaine and Dave McCann on the call for BYU basketball hosting Central Michigan on Friday night and then watch them on Countdown to Kickoff on Saturday live at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Time. I'm trying to get all these because we're going to be in Vegas trying to get Eastern Time straight. Yeah, so the game is at 12.30 Pacific Time and Countdown to Kickoff is at 12.30 Mountain Time. (laughs) I wish wish we could be... I wish we could be two places at one time because I would love to be down there with you for that one live. That oh, but we'll be we'll be in the studio and uh, we'll be going back and forth with you, Spencer, down in Vegas. Who we'll, I'm sure you'll take us right into the stadium like you always do. You got it, man. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys. Talk to you later. Blaine Fowler on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. To Blaine's point, Jason, and you brought this up earlier last week. Why would Ken Niamatololo leave Navy? That's, that's the question. There's only one person that can answer that question, and that's Ken Niamatololo. He's going to have to weigh what he has at Navy and what he can have at BYU and decide which one he wants to continue his coaching career at. He's the only one that can answer that. Up next, we play Big Deal, No Deal. BYU hasn't hired a football coach yet. Is that a big deal? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Men's basketball returns to the Marriott Center on Friday night as the Cougars host Central Michigan. I believe the Chippewas, if I'm uh, correct. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, the game can be seen on BYU TV. I still haven't looked up what a Chippewa is. I'm a, I kind of, it's in my mind's eye, I'm thinking like a chipmunk. A Chippewa. But or is, it, is, it, is it a Native American, though? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll have to look this up now. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines according to the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News. Former BYU fullback Kalani Sataki will interview today for the BYU head coaching job. Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo was in Provo yesterday meeting with the BYU administration. Basketball coach Dave Rose announced yesterday that sophomore guard Corey Calvert will transfer from the program. Calvert played in just five games this season for the Cougars. Former BYU linebacker Wani Unga collected three tackles in last night's New York Giants win on Monday Night Football over the Miami Dolphins. Also, listen to this. Former safety Craig Bills signed a contract yesterday with the Philadelphia Eagles. Good for Craig. Yeah, congratulations to Craig. Also, congratulations to women's basketball senior guard Lexi Reidalch. She was named the WCC Player of the Week. Reidalch will join us in studio in just a few minutes. We have this new fantastic Twitter debate topic poll, whatever you want to call it, going on right now for the second best football play of the season. 
We all know what number one is. Okay, it happened against Nebraska. <laughs> but what's the second best play of the BYU football season? Yesterday, it was the number two seed, Remington Peck, and his touchdown pass to Taron Houck that beat the seven-seeded Mitch Matthews elite touchdown catch against Utah State with 65% of the vote. So Remington Peck to Taron Houck on the reverse pitch tight end option special is moving on. That's a sneaky play, Jason. I think that's actually what it was called, too. That whole thing that you just that's said, what just that's said? what it was actually called. Yeah, I just call it the Rem or Remington Steel, something like that. <laughs> Today's matchup pairs the three-seeded Tomasi Laulile scoop and score against the six-seed Devon Blackman touchdown that wasn't. You all know what I'm talking about. The Boise State catch that should have been a touchdown. Yes. It's so good that we put it in the top place. Yeah, we, it, it should have been a touchdown. It, it absolutely should have been a touchdown, which then would have taken away weeks of us clamoring for him to get at least one touchdown, which now he only has one more game. So let's just say that it was a touchdown. <laughs> it is in our poll, okay? You vote. The three seed, Tomasi Laulile, scoop and score against the six seed, Devon Blackman TD. That wasn't follow us at BYU Sports Nation to see the gifts of those plays and to vote on Twitter. Time now for Big Deal, No Deal. Big deal. No deal. Brady Industries is a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Ken Niamatololo leaves Provo without an offer. Jason Shepard, you'd like to do the honor. I think it's a big deal. It's not necessarily just a big deal for what it means to Ken in his situation, but it's a big deal that it means there are still other candidates in the mix because all of the momentum was building towards Ken Niamatololo being the head coach, at least with reports and, and fan enthusiasm. And the fact that that didn't happen, it keeps it open a little bit. So it's a big deal. Sources say. <laughs> yeah. Take it for what it's worth. <laughs> I, to me, it's well. To me, it's no. It's no deal because BYU will do their due diligence in searching each and every angle of all of the potential candidates. Okay, who knows? I mean, Ken. They might have said to Ken, "Listen, you're you're the guy right now, but we we need to interview people just to make sure." I don't know. I don't know. So for me, right now, it's it's just it's no deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. BYU hasn't hired a football coach yet. Jason? Yes, it's a big deal. It's the biggest deal. This, this needs to happen for a lot of different reasons. We've talked about recruiting, things like But at, at the very core, the reason it needs to happen quick is because I'm really anxious to find out who it is. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's a big deal. Listen, Jason can't wait another day. <laughs> I think most fans would agree with me. We're just really anxious to see who it's going to be. Yeah, this is a big deal because how often does BYU have a head football coach search? They've had how many? Three in the last 40-some-odd years. This is a big deal. BYU needs it for recruiting and all of that business. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Keeping Guy Holiday on the BYU coaching staff. I say absolutely this is an enormous deal. Guy Holiday, speaking of recruiting, is a guy you want in players' homes saying, come to BYU. He's a non-LDS guy that is all in on what BYU stands for and represents. I want him, no matter who the head coach is, he needs to be on the BYU staff. It is absolutely a big deal for every reason you mentioned. This guy has been a perfect representative of Brigham Young University, and there are a lot of players on this roster that are here 
because of him specifically. Plus, all caps tweets, people. You want those to go away? I don't think so. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Corey Calvert transferring from BYU. Okay, back to you, Jason. I, I say no deal, and then that's not that's not a shot or, or minimizing Corey Calvert. But I mean, he was kind of in a numbers crunch in terms of playing time. Uh, he'd only played in five games, and I believe he's played a, uh, scored a total of five points in those games. Um, not not no deal for me on that. I say this is a big deal, but from a, a different perspective, there was a scholarship situation next year potentially for BYU a crunch, if you will, you say the numbers, the scholarship plays a part of that. He leaves now, and there's, right now, no scholarship situation that Dave Rose has to deal with in terms of like, hey, I have a scholarship guy, I need to take a scholarship away because I don't have enough. Because he leaves, that goes out the window. So that's a big deal to me. Number five. Big deal, no deal. Seeing Star Wars on opening night. Jerem Jordan, are you paying attention? <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, that he, he, he's sensing a disturbance in the force right now. <laughs> Because I'm going to say that it is no deal. You don't have to see it opening night. <laughs> as long as you see it, like within the first week, you're good. You don't have to see it opening night. Get some sleep. Sleep in, then go see it. I'm not a movie buff, but if I say no deal, Jerem will disown me. As, yeah, and you're getting in a car with him for the next exactly six hours. Exactly. Like, so. I have to say this is a big deal or I'm going to get throttled for seven plus hours in the car just for Jerem. Jerem, for you, this is a big deal, man. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Proud sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today, what would be your perfect fit for a BYU coaching staff? Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN. We remind you, with the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation, and welcome to the club. Up next, Lexi Rydalch has assumed the fantastic mustard seats in Studio B. She's ready to bring her A-game on the set. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of the show live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights. It airs on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU Sports Nation will be broadcasting live from Las Vegas beginning tomorrow. The show will originate from the Hard Rock Hotel Wednesday through Friday. Then there'll be a special edition of BYU Sports Nation on Saturday at noon Eastern from Sam Boyd Stadium before the Las Vegas Bowl. I need to clarify some times here because I was a little mixed up with Blaine. Okay, The game starts at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. An hour before that, 2.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV, countdown to kickoff. Okay, so we'll just go back to the Eastern time zone. Forget the Pacific Yeah, you're dealing business. with like three time zones is, right now. It's just enough, confusing. Enough. Okay, so there. Eastern time zone it is. Joining us now in Studio B, as promised, Lexi Rydalch. Lexi, welcome back. Congratulations on winning the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Thank you. Yeah, it's good to be here as always. How many is that for you, by the way? Like 12? Player of the Week? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't know. I can't keep track. <laughs> Do you know what you averaged this week, by the way, points and rebounds? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I, th- I read it, but I, a lot, it's like 20, 27 points, seven and a half rebounds, just an average day on the court for you, right? <laughs> average day on the block. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, it was a good week. It was fun to play those in-state rivals and 
it's always fun to play well against them. So it's a good award. It's fun. Okay, Jason brought up something uh, during the break that we absolutely need to discuss on the air, and uh, that is how you met your husband, Trevor. You've been married since what, in July? Yep, July 14th. Okay, so so how did this all happen? And by the way, he has ties to Utah basketball and the Riot Alch family, so he can play. Yes. So how did this happen? Yes, yeah, he was an all-state basketball player and played four sports in high school. Um, so he tried out for the men's team, actually, here at BYU, and then um, they didn't take any any uh, walk-ons. And so he uh, ended up getting recruited by Coach Judkins to be a practice player for the women's team. And so that's how we met. I actually had to guard him because he was the, the fastest guy. <laughs> and that was my job to, to keep him in front of me and Were guard the drivers. Were you flirting with him during practice? Oh, gosh, no. I was just trying to keep him in front of me. Mm-hmm. Oof, yeah. Uh-huh. I know, I know. I know. People joke about that all the time. But, yeah, so I had to guard him. And then um, he actually asked me out after season in one of our classes um, we had together. And then, um, but first we had to start with a one-on-one game to kind of see where the skill okay. level was at. And uh, he beat me, and the deal was that he got to buy dinner. Oh, So oh. whoever won got to buy dinner. So he wasn't going to let me win. Did you just back away a little bit to ensure <laughs> that he bought you dinner? No, no way. I never backed down from a one-on-one game. But, um, yeah, that's how it all started. And then uh, we dated a f- for a few m- months before his mission, and then we wrote – the whole time on his mission, came home, and the rest is history. Now, you told me something else, because I had asked. You said that, that he's true blue now. He is. I know. Despite he's... the family background, <laughs> he's, 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 he's a cougar. He is. He's converted. Yeah, he, he's a student here at BYU, and believe it or not, his dad sent him down here to go to school. <laughs> um, he loves what BYU stands for and the values, and so... Um, but there's still Utah roots in the family, and but that's okay. They accept me. They embrace me. They come to the games, and, and it's great. Welcome to the circle, Trevor. Yes. Not so sure we're going to extend that all the way to your extended family <laughs> just, just yet. But that will be too, that's to be determined. Mm. Okay, Lexi, uh, a really funny moment on Saturday. You fouled out, which I thought was bogus. Okay. Thank it just, you. Me it too. Was, it, was, <laughs> it was rough. You had 29 points. You leave the game with five minutes left. And Kalani Purcell, probably your second best player on the team, also mm-hmm. on the bench with five fouls. Why was that a good thing for your team to be in against Utah without both of you on the floor? Ooh, you know, you wouldn't think it would be a good thing, but um, it, it really helped the role players step up and give them an opportunity to do good things under pressure. And that just gives you confidence um, for down the road. I mean, you need those role players to be able to step up and make big plays, and you need all all people working on all cylinders. We discussed the numbers, not just this week, but that you've been putting up this year, and Coach Judkins says he thinks that you're playing your best basketball he's seen. Why do you, why do you think he said that, and do you agree with that right now? Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I make it a point to get better every single year, and – one thing that I've worked on is just mental toughness, staying mentally steady the whole time. And I think that's why you've seen my numbers increase and, and uh, just, just certain things like that. But I'm, I'm definitely playing my best basketball. I'd agree. Clearly you're a competitor. Everybody knows that now. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, then what are you doing? Are you paying attention at all? <laughs> Lexi Rydalch with us in Studio B. 
I love Jeff Judkins. I think he is one of the funniest, most unique personalities in all of college basketball and basketball in general. So what's true. what's the funniest Juddyism that you can think of? Ooh, um, the funny ones don't exactly make sense. So I don't know if I can share those <laughs> with everybody because everyone would be like, "What are you talking about?" Um, let's see. One of his favorite ones is um, when somebody has a response to, to a coaching tip that he has. And he'll say, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you something. Everybody has a belly button and excuses are like belly buttons. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of his favorite ones. What is he like? What is he like in the timeouts? Positive and negative. When he's, when he's getting on you, how is that different from when, when things are, are loose and whatnot? Uh, I don't know if Juddy's ever really loose, except for when we're up by maybe 25 or something. <laughs> but he's an intense guy. He He's a perfectionist. Um, he wants us to to stay strong the whole game and show our toughness the whole game long. And um, that's kind of what we're working on. You saw that against Utah. We kind of let, let off the gas pedal at the end. And so we're really going to try to work on that, keeping the pedal to the metal. Well, part of letting off the pedal of the metal situation was again you and you and Kalani are on on the bench makes but it hard McKenzie hit a big shot McKenzie Pulsifer I'm still trying to get used to that <laughs> and Cassie Brown had another big shot when you left the floor though I can't let you get away with this you gave the referee two thumbs up oh was that me or was that Kalani <laughs> oh was it Kalani? Was I, it Kalani I think it was she was just fed up just good job guys way to get me out of the game <laughs> good job good effort <laughs> Oh, hilarious. Yeah, okay. Okay, well, then it was Kalani. Okay, I, I thought it was you, but well, apparently uh, it all mixed together. Six wins in a row is the important thing, Lexi, including a win over then 12th-ranked Texas A&M. What, what's the biggest difference between game number one and what you're doing now? Oh, Texas A&M, that was a big win for us. Um, but the difference between game one and now is, I, I've talked about it again and again, is just mental toughness and uh, physical toughness. Um, the first few games that we played against those big teams, I think we just kind of laid an egg. We weren't ready for it, but that's why you play those big games to kind of expose your weaknesses. And then we were able to work on it and Texas A&M, everybody did their role. Everybody was tough and, and toughness is in the little things. Um, it's, it's not just pure grit. It's boxing out. It's bumping people when they cut through the lane. It's setting good screens. It's, that's what makes a tough player. And I think we did that. You guys actually have quite a bit of time off in terms of games between your next game. You don't play again until December 23rd, and it's actually the WCC opener against San Diego. Right. Does that long of a break help you guys? What what do you do to try and stay sharp with that much time off in between games? Yeah. Um, It's a good and a bad thing um, because, I mean, you have finals week, and so you're busy with that. You're stressed with that. But um, it's a good time to kind of just tune up. You can get in the gym to get extra shots. You can get on the treadmill a little bit more. You can lift some weights because it's hard to stay in that routine during the season uh, when you're on the road so much. So it's a good time to do a tune-up and and watch some film even to mentally prepare for the conference. And go watch your favorite NBA team, right? That's right. Or NBA players. NBA player, yeah. We saw the video. You were very excited at the Jazz game the other night. Not to see any of the Jazz players. But uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder were there, and you were decked out in Thunder gear. 
Yep. Yeah. I, to be honest, I'm not a fan of teams. I'm a fan of players. So I love watching great players, and that's why I was freaking out over Kevin Durant. <laughs> I probably freaked out a little too much, but oh, it was Kevin so Durant. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Such a oh, man. That's that was funny. great. Lexi, great to have you in Studio B. Uh, we have a new flag. You, have you signed the new flag? I don't think so. Okay, we would like you to sign the new Stretch Y flag. Let's do it. And I know it's eight days away from your next game, but uh, we'd also grant you another measure of the BYU Sports Nation karma. Sports karma, yes. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, she knows it's real. You, you oh, could yeah. be in our infomercial, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I back it up. It'll work for you. <laughs> <laughs> up next, the Cougar Whip Round gets you caught up on everything. Thanks, crime dog. <laughs> <laughs> so awkward. Uh, we'll get you caught up with everything else going on across BYU Sports Station. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do right now, Jason? Um, how about the whip? Yes. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. According to the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News, former BYU fullback Kalani Sataki will interview today for the BYU head coaching job. Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo was in Provo yesterday meeting with BYU administration. Navy athletic director Chet Gladchuk said no decision will be made until Niamatololo returns to Annapolis. Men's basketball. Basketball coach Dave Rose announced yesterday that sophomore guard Corey Calvert will transfer away from the program. Calvert played in five games this season for the Cougars. Cougars in the NFL. Former BYU linebacker Wani Unga collected three tackles in last night's New York Giants win on Monday Night Football. Also, congratulations, former safety Craig Bills signed a contract yesterday with the Philadelphia Eagles. Women's basketball. Lexi Rydalch just joined us. Download the podcast for that full interview. She was named the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. She led the Cougars to wins over Weber State and Utah. All she did was average 27 points and 7.5 rebounds per game as a guard. Today's <laughs> Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. And you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Craig Bills, Jason. Here's a guy that got onto an NFL roster with the Philadelphia Eagles. I had no idea he was even pursuing that. I, I didn't know that he was in the mix, but congratulations. Uh, great stuff for him. What would be your perfect BYU coaching staff? How about a few tweets? It's winter time. At R. Greenhaw says, Kyle Whittingham is head coach. Sataki is defensive coordinator. And Ty Detmer is the quarterback's coach. Not a bad triple combo right there. Our elite tweet of the day from at Crazy Cook Fanatic says, Hey, forget about Santa. BYU Sports Station coming to town. Drive safe, guys. That's right. We're on our way to Vegas. You're on your way. Thanks to the guests, Blaine Fowler and Lexi Rydouch, as well as everybody on the crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. Download the podcast. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Manasseh Tonga. We'll see you tomorrow from Vegas.